0: Hi, I'm Adam. And I'm Rob. And welcome to a brand new episode of the Holodale Media Podcast. A very special episode.
1: It's it's my birthday episode,
0: Adam. It's Rob's birthday. How old are you? 47?
1: 47. uh, The brain feels 47. It feels weak, fragile and spongy. But I am 32. Oh,
0: no. Fully into the 30s now. Yeah, we're
1: up and running now. We're going. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Do you remember when we were just 29?
0: starting the podcast up
1: 29 I feel like 29 I was still a youth 29 my hair was brownish Um,
0: 29 I was worried about being 30
1: yeah now it's just happened there's just a smog life is
0: a smog of just going (laughs) forward I was thinking about this though you know it's not that bad is it No. I sort of expected my life to look like this when when I was younger looking ahead
1: yeah and it's alright, you know, we're only here for a while.
0: Yeah, That's... just another 50 years. Yeah,
1: I don't think we're going gonna... to... You, you might, I'm if not If the reaching... war doesn't happen, yeah. of course. If the heating doesn't continue. <sighs> anyway, on us on that lovely and bright note... Yeah, so
0: it's uh... your birthday, what are you doing, what's your plan for your birthday? It's not yet.
1: Um, oh, well, I'm, I'm hoping to, to go camping, I want to go camping, and I want to dance around a fire like uh, forests, sprites. Um, okay. We're going to make a disco playlist, we're going to throw in some... Pop and rock classics from over the years We're going to dance around the fire like pixies
0: Well goody goody good Dum dums I might have something for you For that fan oh. For it as it is the birthday episode We shall stop what we're blabbering on about occasionally And give some presents Oh yes
1: it's the best yeah, I feel I'm a bit
0: bad because so. last time When it was my birthday you gave me cake, you gave me beer Um I, Mate, I've I'm got just... some oat cakes Um would you like an oat cake?
1: Uh, you know what, not now, but I will have an oat cake at some point.
0: It's good, it's like having latmah bread.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, it looks it looks like <laughs> a bread. Um, So if, it, if I need to, like, you know, get over a very rocky mountain crevice, I will take that with me to keep myself...
0: That's what the Scotch do. Yeah, that said is... said Scotch.
1: That is what the Scotch do.
0: It's horrifically offensive, but that's what they do.
1: Um, I don't know why that's made me think of this, but there was a survey released on what people voted for the best English breakfast uh, just to keep it, take it swiftly away from Scottish people, back to the English. Mm. 9% of people said that chips was the most important component.
0: Sorry, for breakfast? For an
1: English breakfast.
0: Ah, see, I've seen people do this. I don't get it do not well, understand. Well, I mean,
1: there's been... I, I definitely have had chips with a fry-up before.
0: I definitely have as well. Greasy spoon sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Why? I don't know. I don't know. In fact, uh, there's a greasy spoon in Hitchin that I've been to before. They cheap. We've gone there. Uh, where they try and give you chips. And I always swap it. Yeah, no, you, no, you no, just no, no, no.
1: swap it out. I, I understand the concept of getting some salty chips and rubbing it in bean juice and like dipping it in an egg and stuff. But
0: no. The thing is, though... There's toast for that. Or fried bread. The thing is, though greasy spoon in my head those chips are not gonna be salted. they're barely gonna be crispy they're not gonna be they're not gonna be crispy they're gonna be a bit chewy and like you're a bit stale and cold yeah they always are
1: yeah the egg's fine
0: the bacon's fine and
1: then someone said there was another vote i can't remember how much it was but for a boiled egg
0: no wait
1: yeah on a fry up, a boiled oh, egg. Oh, on a fryer. On a fryer.
0: Oh, yeah, that's weird. Yeah, I love a, I love a dippy egg. All, oh, I love a dippy not, egg. Me.
1: Yeah, I love it that I love, I love an egg and soldiers, and I'm all four scrambled and fried on the same plate. Yeah. I'm definitely not on a boiled egg or a fry up. No, no. Mushrooms, no. black pudding. Hard boiled. No. Um, I imagine soft boiled. I don't. I, I Hard boiled, they can,
0: they can do one, sure. Um, have you ever been to a harvester for breakfast? I have not. No. I don't want to sound like a snob, but when you get these breakfasts you go great breakfast and then for like a pound two pound extra have a steak what what Whoa. a steak for breakfast you just blew my mind no 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 no. yeah no, come no. on no 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 no, no i no.
1: mean i like a steak and egg but i mean that's a that's a lunch thing yeah that's, that's not a breakfast lunch deal. yeah and i wouldn't have you know i wouldn't have steak and egg for, for dinner either that's strictly a lunch thing but the steak egg and chips yeah yeah I want that to be a Saturday lunch Yeah Saturday pub lunch yeah. yeah Anyway Have you been watching anything? No No
0: uh, Yes I have What have you been watching? Climax I watched Climax in the week
1: Oh yeah Sounds horrific we it's mentioned, I mentioned
0: it briefly On the uh, on our Patreon exclusive podcast It's a living nightmare
1: Yeah I, I love the idea Of a scene where Someone's having an LSD bad trip And losing their mind in a room That's really everything I yeah,
0: for ages as well. Um, that said, the soundtrack is absolutely incredible. I've been binging it. Uh, and now I'm hooked on Disco again. I mean, the, the,
1: you came in yesterday saying Disco. This morning you were, you were bringing the praises of Disco. You are now Disco Man.
0: I'm Disco Man. Disco. You, you have left
1: the realms of Bardcore and Synthwave. Well, well to...
0: Synthwave, it is Synthwave. Everyone says is 80s. Synthwave is Disco replacement.
1: Yeah, it's, it's something that crawled out of the of the in small intestine of this. It's of this like it sort
0: of, of. Yeah, it sort of hid away. Mm. It waited for the simps to come out and be cheaper,
1: and then it came back yeah. again. They rode on a purple grid on a Lamborghini, red Lamborghini driving yes. into the Miami sunset.
0: Oh, I love it. But yes, no, Climax is very good, very hard watching at times. Definitely not for the weak of stomach. Right. The trigger warnings are 10 feet long
1: i think you said to me it was like another hereditary in terms of getting it under your skin and i think i'll just stick to my slash and movies if that's the case because i can't go for another
0: hereditary <laughs> yeah. uh in terms of like walking away going oh yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly okay it's definitely not paranormal or anything but yeah very interesting mm-hmm. worth a watch if you like feeling sick cool all right i'll give that a miss <laughs> What about you? What have you been watching?
1: Uh, I haven't been watching a lot. I've been reading... I've been trying to finish Stieg Larson's uh, Famous Girl With The Trilogy. So I'm on the last one. And I can't remember... I, I've been reading all three of them. I'm, on the, I'm halfway through the third one. I can't remember if it's the girl who kicked the hornet's nest or the girl who played with fire. I think it's the hornet's nest. It's the green one. That's how I'm thinking of it. And, um i'm a bit annoyed because the first one was this incredible murder mystery and the really good use of hooking in characters and backstories and stuff Hmm. and then the second to it gets into like political organizations and sapo and uh you know like really convoluted complicated politics and the backstories go way deep and i've been trying to get through it and i've literally been getting through it for the past two weeks three pages at a time i feel like i have to finish them So in the event that one day someone says to me, have you read this trilogy? I can talk to them about it. But it is the most hard-going book I've read in years. It
0: strikes me that it's... Is it a bit of a housewife book? Is it like... Every not, chapter has a climax. First one. A no, climax. no, there's
1: no... No, not no. by no means at all. Okay. By no means at all. Um, there's no... Like, you know, it's very uh, long-winded and explanations and histories and decades ago, this person worked in this sector with this person who's this. And, and then you, uh, have to, okay. you have to learn 10 new characters a chapter at one point. And then... Um,
0: so always lumped it in with Gone Girl. No, like, it's nice. No, and Girl on the Train. It's more
1: than that. It's more than that. And by the... By the fur book like unless you're really into your like espionage underhanded like crooked politics stuff yes yeah okay I, I'm not sure like but there's not enough cool stuff it's no. just like a bunch of old people plotting in the background you seen the films Um, I've seen the first one and I've only seen the, the Swedish one I haven't seen David Fincher's okay um, no I is, need to see them as which well. is apparently really good and apparently well, uh, what, you apart think, from
0: the last one apparently the last one's rubbish
1: although the lot I the English trilogy I don't think continued I think the Swedish one continued and apparently they were bad
0: there was one there was the last one there was like the fourth episode of the trilogy or something oh really was really like undermined everything that was good yeah no it, it skipped over me to be honest
1: yeah but yeah, like, yeah that, that, that's all I have to say on, on that. Like like I said to you the other day, I'm, I'm going to order a copy of The Shining and just start reading that because <laughs> the first three chapters of that have me like absolutely hooked.
0: Mm. Um,
1: but yeah, uh, enough Waffle. What are we talking about on the show today?
0: Well, always the news. Blah-de-blah-de-blah. But most importantly, Rob, as it is your birthday episode, you don't have to do a link. You don't have to explain yourself. It's your pick for a film. What are we watching? I wanna be the very
1: best Like no one ever was Uh, Pick of Destiny Yes! Yes it is! The Pokemon of (laughs) Mewtwo Strikes Back Oh Uh, yes!
0: The first one?
1: The first Pokemon, the first movie
0: The one that got me out of Pokemon The
1: one that that ripped you from the world (laughs) of Kanto and Professor Oak And the one that made me
0: go Oh, is this is this it?
1: Yeah. Is this what we're watching? Yeah, yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. I tore off my badge, threw it to the ground.
1: You were not happy. And the funny thing the is, Pokédex burnt that. Not not a week ago, you told me like how much, like it sucked, and how much <laughs> it made you, and how much it made you dislike Pokemon, and how it left, made you leave Pokemon behind and never pick up another Game Boy again. And here we are. I, I picked the first movie. Um, For those of you who don't know, Pokemon is... I've spent approximately 35% of my life (laughs) with a Game Boy screen in front of me playing Pokemon. I have played every single generation. I have bought every single game of every generation up until the last one, which sucked. Um, But I am a massive, huge, huge, huge Pokemon fan. I could probably summon up the
0: 150 Pokemon. Go. From the start? Yeah.
1: Oh, God. God, God, God.
0: Bulbasaur, Ivysaur, Venusaur, Squirtle, Charmander, yeah. Chameleon, Charizard, Squirtle, Water Turtle, Blastoise, Caterpie. Yes, I think so. No, no, no. very good. P- the I think
1: it's Caterpie next. Is it? Yeah,
0: Caterpie. Metapod, Butterfree.
1: And if anyone's judging me for not knowing the Pokédex, I have a terrible memory problem and I forget everything. Weedle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Hardnut. Kakuna. B boy. B drill. Pidgey. Yes. Pidgeotto. Yes. Pidgeot. Yes. Spearow. Yeah. Spearow. A little
1: bit more on? I'm lost now.
0: Yeah. I'm just doing in order of when you see them. Oh, maybe a Ratata first.
1: Ratata, Ratatata, uh, Sandshrew, Sand Slash. Um, then there's like Meowth, Persian, I think. Though no, Pikachu he's on Pikachu's first. Pikachu, Raichu. Uh,
0: it's almost in order as you go around because Pikachu you can find in the forest.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know that like <laughs> uh, Nidder King's number thirty-four. So then there's Nidorino's thirty-three, Nidoran's thirty.
0: Yeah, dude, so. Uh Geodude, Kaferi. Geodude's
1: further on, Kaferi's a bit further up. Yeah, we could we could go on. Uh, Jinx, Gyarados, Magikarp, Electabuzz Cypher, Cypher, Pinsir, Kator Kangaskhan
0: Dugong, Lampras Lapras, Lapras, Jagonite, Abracadabra, Alakazam, Macho, Matro, Machamp Magikarp. Magikarp. Um uh well, Polywag,
1: polywell Polyrath, Rapidash, Hit- Hitmonlee,
0: Hitmonchan.
1: Articuno, Zapdos, Moltres, Dratini, Dragonair Dragonite, Mewtwo, Mew. Uh, uh,
0: Sheldor.
1: Sheldor. Cloyster. Uh, Valtor, Belletro. Seedra, Goldeen Seeking. Oh, Seaking. God. Uh, Arcanine, Growlithe, Vulpix, Nine T- Tor-
0: Taurus, Taurus, Kakuna. Kangaskhan. Coconut Face.
1: Executor, Execute.
0: Uh. Uh. uh Pinzer Krabby. Krabby, cra- cra- Krabbyot. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
1: Oh my goodness me. Ghastly.
0: Snorlax. Uh, Gengar. Gengar, Haunter, Gasly. Weezer.
1: Cubone, Marowak.
0: Sun41. Mr. Mime. Blink182. Yeah.
1: Psyduck, Goldark. Psyduck and Goldark. Onyx.
0: Uh, On. Oddish
1: far-fetched. Oh would yeah. I love far fetched. Far and his leak They gave him A stupid evolution In the new ones <laughs> Did He's... they to
0: turn him Into the leak Well actually It's pretty so cool. combined with the leak
1: They made a Galarian Farfetch'd right So it had a sword And a shield And it evolved Into another bigger duck
0: That's We've been talking too long Let's <laughs> go Okay go 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 On with the show Film reviews. The Forever Purge 2021. The annual purge will conclude in three, two, one. Thank you for your participation. We survive. All police and emergency services have been reinstated. All crime, including murder is now illegal come on let's get to work one night only rest of the year is peaceful help me help me the purge is over please Ordained. This is insane.
1: Nobody hear the sirens?
0: There's no crime anymore. Anything goes. You rich can't hide behind your steel walls no more. Powerless. How's that feel? It's the real purge. The Forever Purge. Directed by Everardo Gout and written by James DeMonaco, The Forever Purge marks the fifth, count them, fifth installment of the action horror Purge series. Now, say what you like about the Purge films, I've always enjoyed them, despite their many, many flaws, but for me, none have managed to capture the sweet spot of satire, fear and action as the prequel, The First Purge. With racial and class tension now arguably worse than ever, my question going into this film was, will they manage to capture that and deliver a satisfying story? Well, kinda. Set in the near future, the Forever Purge introduces us to Metzger migrant couple Juan, played by Tano Kerta, and Adela, played by Anna de la Reguera, as they take up residence in Austin, Texas. Here, Adela finds work in a restaurant while Juan becomes a farmhand on the Tucker family ranch. Here, Juan gets a reputation for being a real cowboy, able to calm the wildest of horses and handle anything that comes his way, much to the chagrin of eldest son Dylan Tucker, played by Josh Lucas, who resents one's popularity on the ranch, and of Mexicans in general, despite the protests of his wife Cassie, played by Cassidy Freeman, his sister Harper, played by Levin Ramblin, and his father and ranch owner Caleb, played by Will Patton. Later we see the familiar events of The Purge take place, a government announcement, a siren, anyone with more than two brain cells locking themselves away while the crazies don their creepy masks and hop on their motorbikes. Except. This purge feels different, somehow more sinister, more prepared. As the migrant community hole up in their community centre, Adela spots an armoured convoy declaring that they intend to wipe out all non-Americans. And we see some worrying hints of how they intend to do so. In the harsh light of day, the all-clear siren plays out and the citizens emerge, blinking into the daylight to get to work, washing away the blood-soaked streets and get on with their lives. Or so they thought. Yes, as the title implies, this is a purge like no other. The all-clear siren is just the start. This isn't a one-night-only thing. This purge will never end. Organized by the so-called Purge Purification Force, or PVF, the gangs continue to wage war. Arriving at the Tucker Ranch to start his morning shift, Juan discovers that the Tucker family have been taken captive by a gang of disgruntled ranch workers who are sick of having to work under the rich family. And that's when the shooting starts. As befitting of the location, we see battle commence between cowboys, ranchers and the wealthy in a truly western style. And this is where the fun begins. With Juan, his workmate T.T, and the surviving Tuckers banding together, the group set off to find Adela and make a break for the Mexican border, their only chance of surviving the ever after purge. And as fun as that sounds, this is where the film begins to break down. With the rules of the purge stripped away, the forever purge just becomes like any other run and gunner. Mark. Swap out racist gun-wielding maniacs for zombies, and we have every other horror action film out there. I know that sounds like a leap, but sadly these maniacs may as well be zombies, as many just seem to be trying to kill our heroes with bad breath and sinister poses. That is until the group make their way to El Paso, where we are introduced to the organised face of the PPF, with their leader Alpha, played by. Jeffrey Dornbows, but even quoting lines directly from real-world Trump. Unfortunately, despite some ham-fisted attempts at social commentary, particularly focused on racism, migrant workers, and white supremacy, the Forever Purge feels like it's drifted away from the satirical origin of the series, lacking any real bite or ripped on the headlines terror. That said, I've often said I'm a big fan of the original Mad Max, and the idea of a pre-apocalypse story setting, and The Forever Purge definitely provides that. And fingers crossed this may inspire some similar settings for future films out there. In summary then, The Forever Purge is a interesting setting with some fairly well-rounded characters, but it just lacked the bite of the earlier instalments. Even great set pieces and action scenes can't distract from the long sequences of the Tuckers just sort of… driving around. As a finale to the series, this one's a bit weak, but we'll have to wait and see where the story takes us in the inevitable sixth film. this translate? Rob!
1: Welcome! No!
0: Mm? Would you like to reach deep into the bag?
1: Yes, I would, actually.
0: And have your first present. I choose Charmander. I didn't...
1: He's, he's not it's in Oh, frick.
0: Okay. We're playing Pokemon Yellow. Oh, you can't even evolve him. I didn't have any wrapping. So I've wrapped my your presents in shirts <laughs> within a gift bag. What do I pick? It's up to you.
1: Well, I'm going to go for the bloody one first.
0: The bloody one first.
1: Okay, so I'm feeling it. It's like a squishy packet.
0: In a bloody shirt. In
1: a bloody shirt. And I wonder if that's a clue.
0: Could be. Wow. An undeliberate un- one. <gasps>
1: it's lord of the rings playing cards oh very cool <gasps> well it's the lord of the rings playing cards i can see i can see Liv tyler on one of the cards yes
0: it's an official lord of the rings it's probably branded with the peter jackson it's logo the,
1: oh my god it's the queen of clubs it, yeah it's it's in i'm gonna get it out of the packaging um it's in a tin it's in a lovely tin with Lord of the Rings, with the with the describing of the of the words, oh, that's very beautiful. And oh, the Joker is Gollum. Oh, nice. The Joker is Gollum. There you to- go.
0: Because we we don't seem to ever have playing cards in the house. You can now have your very own pack.
1: A very own Lord of the Rings. This means we're going to have to play a Lord of the Rings Ring of Fire. I think uh, I've written the rules down somewhere. The like... Ring
0: of Mordor. The Ring of Mordor, Fire.
1: yeah. The Ring of the Fires of Mount Doom. That's it? Yep. Uh, the everyone ring... has to
0: chop their finger off.
1: Ring... <laughs> ring of Moria. That is really cool, man. Thank you so much. We're That's off... alright.
0: It's a little gift. We're off to a flying
1: start. Thank you so much.
0: That's right. Good. It's going to build up from there. Oh,
1: Very cool. Okay, I'm very excited now. That's awesome. Cool, man. Right. Yeah. Welcome to Fortnite's Fortnite Smart Night. <laughs> okay. The world is continuing to provide love and support to Brendan Fraser, and it's amazing. So, um, to those who uh, don't know where Brazier, Brendan Fraser went to all these years, um, he's not had it easy. Lots of health issues and surgeries, a really expensive divorce. Um, Frazier himself claimed he had been sexually assaulted by the president of the Hollywood Foreign Press Association which is awful yeah god um, and then as a, as a result was blacklisted from Hollywood and was in like no films for ages like utterly horrific and apparently couldn't have happened to a nicer guy um, but this is a very cool story um, and I'm reading from Screen Run here so while in Oklahoma preparing for the Killers of the Flower Moon shoot Fra- what? Uh, say again? uh while in Oklahoma Preparing for the Killers of the Flower Moon shoot Okay I mean, As in the shoot the, the film is a Martin Scorsese movie Called oh, Killers oh of the Flower Oh so, uh, like I see Sounded like Some m- sort of
0: Hunting trip on
1: Tassie <laughs> 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 uh, It does isn't it um, I, I actually have no idea What this film's about But it's been like Talked about For months and months Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah Frazier did a virtual Meet and greet With popular TikToker Little Lottie Cosplay <laughs> where he jokingly expressed his nervousness at the prospect of working with Scorsese, DiCaprio and De Niro, saying that he'd think he might be sick. Little Lottie Cosplay was quick to respond, assuring him the internet is so behind you, we're so supportive, there are so many people out there who love you and we're rooting for you and we can't wait to see what you do next. Hmm. And this is beautiful. Fraser. Yeah, absolutely. Frasier appeared to get choked up at the sentiment and had a sip of water before tipping his hat and saying, Shucks, ma'am.
0: Oh, oh.
1: Benny Fraser's to... uh, he's uh, just to give him a big hug.
0: He's such. Surely, surely, it's sad. What's sad about that is he doesn't know know that he's a cult favorite. No, he doesn't. No. People it's, love him.
1: People absolutely adore him. You know, he's.
0: It's not just the mummy either. What else did he do?
1: Uh, he did Encino Man. He did the uh, the live the Liz Hurley film. What was that called? Why is that coming from my head? Where she's the devil and grants him wishes. Oh. oh,
0: what is that film? Devil? No. Oh my god. <laughs> no, they're the oh, Hollywoods was it, wiping your memory. He's
1: in Airheads, man. The freaking when they did a really silly metal band with like Adam Sandler in that's amazing film.
0: George of the Jungle. George George of of the Jungle. He was in Journey of the the Bedazzled. You're thinking of Bedazzled.
1: Yeah, he was in lots of like Rocking Ball Winkle and stuff. Like he was in lots of like cool stuff, and then just went away mysteriously. And and, you know,
0: Mm. he also did Furry Vengeance, which you know. Yeah,
1: less less said about that the better. But yeah, um, we are very much looking forward to having you back, Scrubs. And Scrubs! Oh my god! Major
0: player in Scrubs! Scrubs
1: the most gut-wrenching, horrible, like, uh, tear- Like, I cried. Yeah! I cried. I don't
0: think you're alone. I think that was uh, very sad.
1: Yeah. I think I was watching- It was one of my- You never want your parents to see you cry. And I think I was watching that with my mum, and I was like,
0: Stop crying, Mum! Um... Shut up, Mum! Shut
1: up, Mum! You're being such a silly little crybaby! Oh just throw those onions in here,
0: Mum? Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. but yeah. That's very cool. Um, anyway. Hellraiser reboot. Hellraiser reboot. So, oh no. this is good. This is very good. Okay. Um, if you consider where the series has gone since two, like, three was okay from there. But, like, um, so, we like Hellraiser. We love Hellraiser 2, for example. Yeah. Yeah, we, we very much do. And
0: to think i have hesitated. Your
1: golden line. <laughs> um, so there's an upcoming reboot on Hulu, which is going to be uh, like a Hulu. I know it'll come to something else over here. I hope. Do we? Do we have Hulu?
0: No, in the no, no.
1: It's thorn in my side uh, but yeah it's going to be a more loyal adaption of Clive Barker's original novella The Hellbound Heart which um I didn't really know about until like researching tonight and I think I'm going to have to go back and read it yeah uh, me
0: too I've never heard of that
1: yeah like um apparently there's a lot more backstory to like the Cenobites themselves and to the puzzle box um yeah uh, but the series is going to give us more detail on all of that stuff and it, here's a fun fact mm-hmm. in the novella Pinhead was a lady and she, okay. had, and she wasn't like the big cheese. She was, she was much less relevant.
0: Yeah, no, I knew that. Mm. I knew, yeah, I knew Pinhead was originally just a minion.
1: <gasps> but seeing a lady a lady Pinhead would be kind of hot.
0: Can I make a suggestion? What? Julia Fox.
1: Yes. I mean, they've already cast her, but yes, she would be. Oh, a- is she-, she would <laughs> <a laughs> do it. No, they've already, <laughs> they've, already cast, <laughs> they've already cast Lady Pinhead.
0: Oh, yeah, who are, the, who are the
1: um, I, I didn't Copy and paste it onto my Word document. <laughs> um, but you have lost the news. I have the, the news is somewhere. Um, it's not like a famous person. It's not like a. It's not oh, like right an A-lister. Right. It's not someone we would know. But it, um, it's very cool. Um, yeah. So, so director David Brookner uh, said in an interview via SFX via Games Radar. Uh, he said, "All I will say is that we're aiming to be as true as we can to the original material. A. Okay, Clive Barker's original story." The Hellbound Heart is also a primary source of inspiration, as well as the original, uh, as well as for the original film. But then it is something of a small reimagining, and we're currently working on it. Blah blah blah. Blah.
0: But yeah, yeah. do you know who's doing it? Uh,
1: no, I uh, know it's been directed by David Bruckner, and that's that's all I know. Who's that? And I, I and he's working with Clyde Barker.
0: Okay, fair enough. Um, did you ever see Rawhead Rex?
1: I did it. That it rings a bell.
0: It was Clyde Barker's first film.
1: Mm. <laughs>
0: Oh, really? Yeah, man. It is so dumb. It is so dumb. What's it about? Well, it's supposed to be like a story about... So, similar to Hellraiser. It's supposed to be a story about like unbridled sexuality. And this creature was supposed to be a big penis monster. Right. But they strapped all that and just made it a man in a rubber suit. So, they turned turning from a big penis monster into a sort of big angry gorilla man. With armor? Whoa! Okay, that looks really stupid.
1: It, yeah. I was the the penis monster.
0: That was the original. That was the art.
1: (laughs) 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 You have to put that on the on Instagram. Whoa! Yeah,
0: so they made a comic after the fact to really like.
1: That's gotta be. (laughs) Look at his. Felon head he looks
0: like a shaved wookie
1: alright tell everyone tell the oh, world he's having a great time look. tell our listeners what they have to google oh my god tell our listeners what they have to uh, google right now
0: I just googled rawhead rex and he came off eventually rawhead rex part 2 right they made it into a comic so have a look at that look at the character compared to to, to the angry gorilla orc thing yeah
1: okay yeah that that's very dumb um, Hellraiser not dumb Hellraiser cool I think The problem With Hellraiser Is Like or well, the, the sequels Especially starting with 3 Is like in the first 2 The Cenobites weren't really The bad guys Like Frank no. Frank was the bad guy Yeah The evil dude And then the Cenobites Were just like
0: Just the force of nature
1: Yeah and they are like Well you summoned us They're kind of just there They're, Could you, know. you
0: compare The Cenobites With The Dinosaurs In Jurassic Park
1: yeah, I guess yeah, they're just put there They're just summoned in a way They're, they're just, just doing what science. they do They're just, yeah, doing, they're just doing, doing their nasty do. business Yeah They like they like suffering They like bringing you back down to hell That's what they do But they're not going to do it If you don't ask them to Well, exactly Yeah And then that's the thing And then and Hellraiser free forward um, Pinhead is like I hate you so much And I want to bring you to hell And you're my nemesis And I'm going to target you. Yeah. Not done anything, and it's like, well, you're you're not meant to be that kind of a villain.
0: Mm. But
1: yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um,
0: Is it? Are we in the right time for Hellraiser? I keep them coming back to this. They keep talking about remakes and stuff. Are we in the right era for that stuff? Um. I suppose you could
1: consider Hellraiser as like uh, the one that gets forgotten too much. The one at the bottom of the pack. Like, but what's
0: what's the what's the core of the Hellraiser? You be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Don't play with boxes.
1: Yeah, yeah. don't open Pandora's box. So really, are inside. we in
0: that era? I guess not, no. Pandora's box is fully open.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's just we're living in actual chaos at the moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah, true. true Alright, this is a thought that keeps coming back to me. And I don't know what I'm doing with it in my head, but it's doing something. What are we in the era so of? We're, in
1: the, we're in an era of expressionism and vanity vanity um, yeah ego yeah so i mean if you're looking back at other slashes for our time i mean freddie's vain but then i mean it was not especially like the center point i don't think uh
0: uh friday the 13th that is punishing sexy naughty fun time so that's applicable
1: yeah i guess it's you know if you want to play on the young idiots getting stabbed i mean scream is a good time scream is vanity there's there's a lot of mm. Vanity in Scream, and but is it is
0: are we really in a vein? We're in a weird like post ironic, you know, stupid time.
1: Yeah, where you can do whatever you want and get millions of views.
0: Yeah, and we're also where no one believes anyone. Yeah, I don't know. There's something percolating in my head, and I can't quite express it yet. I don't have a think on that. A little
1: thing here. Yeah, food for thought. Um. But yeah uh prisoners of the ghost land adam yes prisoners of the ghost land so we just watched a he's trailer He's got bombs on his balls he's got bombs on his balls uh we just <laughs> uh i encourage anyone to watch this trailer right now um it's been lighting fires at festivals like crazy um so we watched a trailer for the new nicholas cage film prisoners of the ghost land it's a kind of genre merging, saramai spirit ghost film where Nicolas Cage has five days to save a missing daughter of an evil Southern crazy or man, or he blows
0: up. Escape from New York is a Snake rip ripoff. Yeah, Just saying it now.
1: It totally is. Uh, like shamelessly. he bombs so, on
0: his balls.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um And they and they make a, a nod. That, like all of the evil crowd makes a little noddy smile at his. A
0: tick yeah.
1: Tick yeah. Um, so Nicolas Cage is a bloke named Hero. Of course he is. Who rolls? What was
0: he called in? Five Nights at Freddy's ripoff.
1: He was just like, was he like was the he man with no name? Yeah, I don't think he had a, ma- a name. Does he get ever,
0: does he ever get names anymore? He's just a man with no name.
1: Yeah. It's, um, bloke. Bloke. Well, I just uh, yeah, I broke bloke here actually. Um, Nicholas Cage is a bloke called Hero who rolls into the frontier city of Samurai Town and ends up being strapped with explosives on order
0: of the. On th- his balls.
1: Yeah On his balls. <laughs> Um, he needs to break an evil curse Controlling the mysterious ghost land And save the daughter of the southern crazy man um, We talk about Nicolas Cage every week And we're not sorry Because every time we feel like there's a break A new trailer comes out with <laughs> yeah, it's mental filmies And he doesn't stop
0: And we laughed at it but apparently Pig is very good And I wish I knew where to watch it
1: Yeah it apparently is fantastic um, I we, we need to watch it Like very very soon um, I, Yeah I love the guy um, he, he needs to keep on giving um, I think, if, I, if I'm not oh, okay, I, I almost deleted the last article. I? Oh, you fool! Um, yeah, finally, uh, this is your ballpark, man. Taika Waititi's Flash Gordon movie is going to be live action. <laughs> yeah! So, uh, producer John Davis has said Taika's writing it. It was a movie that was a huge influence on him growing up. It's one of his favorite movies. He initially said to me, "Hey, let's do it animated." I said, "Okay." Then we got into it, started developing it, and he said, "No, let's do it live action." I said, "Even better." So that's how easy it is, man, when you're a big, rich film guy. I Tiger YTT,
0: if, I, if anyone makes a Flash Jordan film work, it's I mean, that man. It
1: can only be him. It c- literally can only be him. I don't him. think anyone else can truly understand how yeah, to do Brian. that well. I,
0: and it being him, I hope that he would have Brian Blessed in there. Somewhere.
1: Yeah, yeah surely.
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Gordon's alive! have we done we haven't done Flash Jordan have we no oh, I man. think it's going to be coming up very very <laughs> soon
1: I think now that we've just actually processed that fact we can expect well, we'll Flash Jordan to Gordon do it soon. when
0: the new Flash Jordan comes out yeah that's the way to but do that's that that's
1: like a year It's going to be here year, two years away two years probably oh well
0: Well, I'm sure we'll still we'll, be here we'll
1: still <laughs> <laughs> Beards, <laughs> uh, lighthouse uniforms <laughs> yeah wikis you won't get my goober <laughs> I
0: good. don't want to watch Flash Gordon.
1: The to <laughs> that Realm of insanity. I f- hate Flash Gordon. Right. <laughs> anyway, uh, so concludes Fortnite more night.
0: Die! Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday
1: Thank you very much For what? For my birthday song Oh, is it your birthday?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can I have a present please Adam? Yes you may Robert! Reach deep into the gift bag
1: Well what have we got here? Hey Adam, I can feel right here in a lovely blue Hawaiian t-shirt with lovely ferns on and leaves. Yes. Uh, What feels like a DVD.
0: Well, this, before you open it, this is the best gift I've ever bought for you. This is so up your street. If it wasn't for the other thing I've got you, that's also the best gift I've ever bought you, this would be the last one, because you're going to love
1: this. Oh my God. In fact,
0: I'm worried about you opening it in my room because you're going to make a mess. Oh my god!
1: What is it? Open
0: it. It's Jane Fonda's (laughs) workout DVD. (laughs) What?
1: (laughs) In okay, this is the program that. Oh my! Rob loves Jane Fonda. He watched
0: Barbarella, and it changed his life. Now he loves space babes.
1: Yeah, this is the program that started it all. The original Jane Fonda's Workout, which I'm proud to say became the top-selling VHS tape of all time. But, ah! Finally, <laughs> finally remastered, here for a DVD use. The DVD contains two parts, a 30-minute beginner's program and a 60-minute, but I'm so excited to do this! <laughs> I'm gonna have to keep stopping for breaks. This will give you a total body aerobic strength and flexibility workout. wonder what you're going to say then. For a great way to maintain cardiovascular health. Start with a beginner's program and work your way up to the advanced routine. Yes.
0: Rob loves exercise. Rob loves Jane Fonda.
1: I'm going to become the most healthiest man you've ever seen in your life. One of your
0: arms is going to be...
1: It's going to be ginormous. (laughs) Oh, she's so magnificent. Look at that lovely mane of... Lovely, and you'll be pleased to know
0: there's a full series of these. So every uh, Christmas and birthday from now until forever, you'll gradually watch her age in front of your eyes. I think she still does them.
1: No way. This is this is genuinely the best gift (laughs) I've ever received in my life. I'm gonna have to move. uh, Well,
0: you're gonna have to be single. I'm
1: gonna have to, yeah. I can't work out in my little room. I'm gonna have to create a space. Maybe I can make a club. No, this is just for me. Anyway, so, moving on.
0: There you go. Happy birthday. That's
1: absolutely magnificent. (laughs) Thank you. I'm gonna have to watch Barbarella again. Whew. An unstoppable new enemy. We dreamed of creating the world's strongest Pokemon and we succeeded.
0: Mysterious invitation. You have been chosen to join a select group of Pokemon trainers at a special gathering. Sets Ash and his friends on a dangerous voyage to confront a formidable Pokemon.
1: Humans may have created me, but they will never enslave me. The clone shall inherit the world.
0: You can't do this! I won't let you! The strange, wondrous tale of the boy who stands against one of the most powerful Pokémon of all. The
1: reign of Mewtwo will soon begin. Adam, what is, what is your first memory of Pokémon?
0: My first memory of Pokemon, it was a guy, it was a kid at school, primary school, mm. he started explaining Pokemon. You go around the tall grass and you catch big animals, and here's an animal, and he was showing us pictures, his Diglett, and, and I went, oh, wow, that's really cool! <laughs> and I imagined in my head this 3D game where you waded through long grass and found a family of Pikachus, and you catch them. It was all really cool. And then I realised. That game wouldn't exist for another thirty years or whatever. Yeah, uh, and it was just a uh, kind of rubbish Game Boy game. But oh my god, it was the best thing ever.
1: Oh yeah, it was totally totally awesome. I also amazing. have
0: the uh, uh, it's I am the boy. I was the first one to bring Pokemon cards to Ickleford Primary School. Well,
1: wow, that is a big thing. That is a big call to, to fame. And
0: uh, I had all the cards. I was playing. I was teaching people how to play, and they all gathered round. It was like I was teaching them blackjack or something.
1: Oh, my goodness. How long did it take for them to get banned?
0: Uh, a couple, of weeks. couple like, weeks. Not long.
1: So you had, a, you had your
0: time in the... In the, in the I never got light. the trading thing.
1: No, I made a horrible trade once. These two kids in my class made me trade my hypno, which no one else had a fossil hypno, and I just got Moltres for it. it was, my dad drove me back in the, on the way home, and he was like, you've been ripped off there. He knew. Mm. And, I, and I remember their smug little faces. I was such an idiot. I was late to the party, man. Like, everyone was into it. And I was a doofus, probably just still playing with Beast Wars. And then, like, uh, quite rightly. And then... Yeah, um, I was say, no doofus about it. And then one Christmas, it, Christmas, Christmas was coming up. And um, I remember going to Toys R Us with my dad, going down the aisle. And I saw... What? Go, Sorry, I, I, going I phased down, out for a second. before you get married. married to, <laughs> dad was getting me married to a Toys R Us employee. Yeah, um, just he just wanted to off. get rid of me. <laughs> um... No, I got to the aisle where there was loads of copies of Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue and I went for blue because I liked the Wrong. cover and I chose Charmander.
0: Yeah.
1: And people are disgusted by this. Well,
0: hang on a minute though. I am on your side here. I was red, I chose Blastoise.
1: Yeah, this is this is why this we're meant to be. <laughs> this is why this is why we're here right now.
0: i us tell you what I got. I got a I got a strategy guide. Yes. Right? Oh, they
1: looked so cool. Before the, the, the I had the game, was so
0: cool. really. So I had this 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 tome of an instruction book, and I read from start to finish. I knew all the stats, I knew all the rooms, and it was just the most like exciting thing. The invisible rocks
1: to press to get a rare
0: candy out of. Just like, and I was working out the routes how to avoid trainers because I used to think you had to avoid trainers. Oh no! Only oh, when no. I played it oh. again, a little bit older, I was like, no, f- go for them.
1: On my first playthrough of Pokemon Blue version, I had a Charmander on my team. I remember this in Rock Tunnel. I had a Charmander on my team and three Geodudes. I was raising three Geodudes at once. I don't know why. And I accidentally released one and cried alone in my room. I had <laughs> <laughs> release one of my Geodudes. i tell
0: you what, I loved the yellow version.
1: Okay, why? Well, Big
0: fan of the yellow version because it felt more like a story was happening. Okay. And it helped that I what I did is I played the yellow version exactly how Ash did it in the in the show. So you got your
1: Caterpie, you you got your Caterpie you evolved it into Butterfree. You caught your
0: Pidgeotto in Viridian Forest. Wind it back. In the first area where there's long grass, I searched that area until I met a Spearow, which was hard to find. Wow! Let the Spearow beat my Pikachu down to one health. Wow! So I could run to the Centre
1: and heal it and heal it just oh in time. My goodness!
0: That's how I. That's how I used to play my games.
1: That's that's incredible. And that is... uh, when
0: when Ash releases his Squirtle, so did I. When Ash released Butterfree, so did I. Oh,
1: god! Horrible, horrible, horrible. But did you bring a Kingler into the Pokemon League or did you not? Get
0: yes, and I deliberately lost. Did you? And I turned the game off.
1: Oh my God. You're a bigger nerd than I... Well, we know
0: that. <laughs> um, okay, but... but this was because I loved Pokemon at the time and I wanted to recreate you the story. You wanted to have that story. And, you know, and... Because Ash loses. That's the thing with Ash. In the TV series, he's rubbish. Well, he loses. He gets to semi-finals, he gets to
1: finals, and only in the last series, in the culmination of... Uh, the Alolan League, so we're talking about Pokemon Sun and Pokemon Moon. You've lost me. He wins for the first time after like twenty-five right. years of seeing. Wow. He wins a league for the first so time. He's
0: thirty-five years old.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, which is crazy. Um, so that. So so moving on. Uh, I want to ask as well. There was uh, people will, of our age will remember going to the cinema and seeing Pokemon the first movie for the first time because we were given these special limited edition first movie Pokemon cards. Yeah. So I have I have Dragonite, I have Pikachu, I have Mewtwo. I, I there's, there was an ancient Mew card which was really hard to get, really rare. Um, yeah, and it had a gold shiny shiny bit in the corner, which said Pokemon the first movie. Really, yeah. Really.
0: Yeah, I got a Dragonite. I swapped it. I traded it. Then I sat down and watched the film. The mm. film was teased up instantly. I quite liked the series. I did. I did think it looked rubbish, mm. and I did think it was older. I didn't quite get it. Yeah. And it's because I, I'm not. I never did anime. I never really did Japanese culture at all. When I when everyone when my mates were watching Dragon Ball Z, I was watching Transformers, which is American,
1: all American,
0: but animated by Koreans. Yeah, of a Japanese toy line. It's so far removed that I never had any of that Japanese stuff, Um so I didn't understand the sweats. The crinkled... The grimaces. I don't, the,
1: what, what is What is happening? The sound effects that accompanied such faces. How they
0: just fall over and their legs be in the air. Didn't get any of it. Mm. But apart from that, I like the show. It was interesting. It was fun. Uh, it, the film was really teased up, I remember. They really made a point. They had like Mew skipping about. Well, it was big because the series it perfectly
1: intermingled. There are episodes where the series, the, the film happens in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was big that it was leading up to it.
0: So I sat down to watch the film. I was excited. Sat down. Watched it. For oh, oh, oh! I walked out like that was the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it was so emotionally blackmailing. Yeah. Cry, cry, you child. You love
1: these people, cry, to, right? So there's a lot of times where, like,
0: I gave uh, my card to a girl on the way out, and I go.
1: Although <laughs> I like this film, um, I agree with you. And okay, <laughs> the, and, the, and I hate to say it, um, but and we're going to go into why, um, but. I mean, if we, we we watched it back last night, and uh, yeah, it is a stupid, dumb, um, <laughs> and embarrassingly cheesy movie that really could have been a lot better if it was in the wrong, if it was in the right hands, and it came into the wrong hands. It was a better movie when it was Japanese before they made. Uh, Mewtwo more evil but we'll go into that later oh, yeah that's
0: not even a hipster thing that's just true that's true they just ruined they redid it they
1: redid the plot they made a completely different movie um but what we we're th- what, what we we're talking about earlier and it's absolutely true is um like when uh we think about uh as kids what we found cool and what we found awesome like you were, you were saying about you know obviously i love beast wars you love transformers a transformers movie had a very like uh, kind of power metal anthem music to it.
0: Yeah, well, the Transformers movie was like solid 80s. Yeah. It was appealing to the synth heads of the time as well as the heavy glam rock. Totally. But regardless of
1: when, what decade, it was cool and the music was cool Yeah, yeah. and it was badass. And, and it
0: ruined the whole, it starred a generation <laughs> of kids.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, we, you mentioned Dragon Ball Z, that's exactly the same thing. This like rock and roll, electric guitar, soundtracks, really cool stuff going on. And, pokemon the first movie as a result of it coming over from from japan to the uk those the producers or the people involved are thinking we need to market this to kids these are nine-year-olds eight-year-olds ten-year-olds we need to um we we do not want to be making like uh scary like uh adult stuff we want to make this as kiddie as possible so the i guess the mangary kind of Cheesy child's pop translated over to what you described as kind of rip-off end sync.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's so boy band, and the music they started doing this in the show with Pikachu's jukebox, and they started and it moved into the film. The film opens. Well, we won't talk about the very opening, but when we first see our heroes, they're having a good time today. Ash, Brock, and Misty are taking a short break from their Pokemon adventures. As always, Ash is determined to become a
1: Pokemon master. And as always, he's ready to endure any hardship, bear any
0: burden with strength, stamina, and a will of steel. Hungry, need food. No, Ash, you haven't done a thing all day. I'm too weak to work, Misty. I haven't eaten since breakfast. No. Ash gets challenged with a duel from a pirate. Mm. This just happens, and then the theme tune kicks in. But it's not the theme tune we all love. It's not the theme tune people of our generation occasionally still put on at house parties. It's some horrible boyzone like NSYNC remix thing, yeah. and it's so. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, it's,
1: it's not good and I can't like it gets much much worse than that like yeah it, it gets much much worse than that um but yeah I mean incidentally that uh, what where we both laughed at was in that uh, Ash beats this guy who's like you know Pikachu Thunderbolt's uh his match amp and his pincer and inexplicably his golem which is you know resistant to electric types, or whatever uh. and anyway the guy goes oh <laughs> <laughs> oh no I think she's killed them all. Uh, yeah, it's just a really <laughs> funny moment. Um, so, so yeah, the the film kicks off in a lab with um, Mewtwo is asleep in a test tube. He has been cloned from the legendary Pokemon Mew, the rarest Pokemon of all time.
0: Yeah, Mewtwo, who there's no real explanation who he is. It's just immediately your clone, your clone. Yeah. Um, And the thing that gets me Is that Mewtwo I'm looking it up as we speak Because he has the worst voice I I don't mind the voice We were talking about voice acting in the Beast Wars uh, King, Transformers Kingdom last week Or like the other week uh, And how it was like, whatever, it was really bland They just gave him a bloke's voice I kind
1: of like, maybe it's nostalgia but I kind of like the voice Who am I? What is my true reason for being? I will find my own purpose, and purge this planet of all who oppose me, human and Pokemon alike. The world will heed my warning. The reign of Mewtwo will soon begin. But yeah, I know he, he sounds is. like a
0: bank clerk. <laughs> but I'm trying. I'm looking it up now because I want to know because it, it also sounded a bit like Brain from Pinky in the Brain.
1: It did. Yeah, it did
0: sound like Brain. And I want to know if it brain. actually is him or not. Uh, no, no, he no. It is an actual bank clerk. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He's a he's a Broadway actor.
1: Uh, the thing with the start <clears throat> is like when he's kind of waking up and he's kind of like, "Where am I? What is this place?" and he's confused. There's kind of like some good. ...stuff going on there. I well, it's if...
0: very... It's it's interesting. It's very grown-up sci-fi. Because mm. it's like Alien Resurrection?
1: It's like... What, like Ripley Clone Waking? Yeah, up kind of yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Or or even the the baby thing.
1: Like, he's so confused. He has no idea where or what or who or why he is. And it's like, that's a good start.
0: Yeah, and then he challenges these scientists who... Just say, "Oh, you're a clue." We're 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 brilliant, and they're congratulating yeah, yeah.
1: themselves. They're packing, we're like themselves God. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so he he uh, as far as we can tell, kills them all. He kills them all. He blows them all up. So this instantly, none of this was in the original American theatrical cut because it was too oh, dark. Yeah, what we got,
1: and I don't know if you remember, it was Pikachu's Vacation, where Ash, Brock, and Misty leave their Pokemon on a vacation island, and uh, they all have a fun dance along, and then there's like. Grumpy Snubble and Meryl and Cubone versus Ash's Pokemon. There's like the grumpy Pokemon versus the nice one, and they have a race challenge. I don't remember this. Yeah. It, it...
0: This might have been when I checked out.
1: Yeah, honestly. But anyway. um
0: So, yeah, so we meet Mewtwo. He's a clone. He's very powerful. He's super powerful. He flipping kills everyone. And then he gets picked up by Giovanni, the bad guy. Yes. The team rocket leader who goes, mmm, You could work for me. I'll make, I'll make you realise your true power. Yeah,
1: Here, have this armour that restricts your power.
0: And then that goes nowhere. Mm. <laughs> and then, yeah. then Mewtwo's free and he's ready to take over the world.
1: Well, you, you know, you pointed out in the film, inexplicably, despite Giovanni seeing Mewtwo flipping out because he's feeling like he's being used, Giovanni says to him, Oh yeah, you're... you're a." Uh, your role was to serve me. I funded it. Yeah. Yeah. Ha, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, well, I'm, th- I'm definitely going to do it again. <laughs> yeah. So he blows up at the base again and he flies off, goes back to the island, uh, which I guess is like an, a, a quasi Cinnabar Island, but not, um, If for those who don't know, Mew was, Mew oh, was right, originally right, right, cloned right. on a lab. He's put s- a
0: buzzer when you talk. go too rich into okay. it. Okay.
1: <laughs> anyway, uh, so he goes back to the island and he, cr- he creates a base. Meanwhile, Ash, Misty, and Brock—they're yeah. having a little picnic. Do, do, do. doo. They are
0: heroes of blah, do, blah, do, blah.
1: Uh, Mewtwo sends a Dragonite to send him a letter saying, "All you know, they get pictured, they get photographed by a Thero, which is, I guess, flying around Kanto taking pictures of the strongest trainers, and um, they get summoned to the island. Oh, something for me. Hmm.
0: Greetings, Pokemon Trainers. I bear an invitation. She's really small, but really pretty. You have been chosen to join a select group of Pokemon Trainers at a special gathering. It will be hosted by my Master, the world's greatest Pokemon
1: Trainer, at his palace on New Island. A chartered ferry will leave from Old Shore Wharf to take you to the island this afternoon. Only Trainers who present this invitation will be admitted. If you decide to attend, you must reply at once.
0: My Master awaits you.
1: So they have to go to a port where they meet loads of powerful Pokémon trainers, and a storm starts. And out of nowhere, a prophecy woman appears, <laughs> and this is where stuff starts getting shoved down our throats.
0: Uh, so all these master, all these Pokémon trainers, they all meet up. There's a big storm, and but that doesn't stop them. The brave ones carry on. The strongest trainers, they get over there. And that itself was the test. <laughs> Some trainers have no fear. To them, this is just one more challenge. They follow their hearts. That is what sets them apart and will make them Pokemon Masters. But they are also... Well, yeah, our heroes don't have any big flying squids or Jaradoses or whatever. (laughs) So, thankfully... Luckily for them, they get picked up by a pair of friendly Vikings with silly Danish accents. <laughs> you want to cross, maybe? We take you, yeah. We Vikings are used to big wave. We get you to new island faster than you can say, perfect Strong! 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 Oh, I think I'm gonna have one! Stroke. I didn't know Vikings still existed! They mostly live in Minnesota. Introducing Team Rocket. It's Team Rocket. I should have known there was something fishy about them, besides the way they smell. <laughs> Prepare for trouble. Make it double. Forget the matter. We're gonna have to wait for. And Team Rocket are the best things in this film.
1: They're the heart and soul of this film. They are, you know, the best writing. They're, you know, they're
0: they are you know they they are so silly and so fun and every time they're not on screen i was asking rob what are team rocket,
1: doing? <laughs> team rocket.
0: <laughs> where are they they alive? are the best
1: one-liners <laughs> um i okay I, I need to get i was thinking about saying this for a long time i need to get this out of the way for all the fans they call uh pidgeot a pidgeotto strike one they call a cypher and alakazam strike two they call a sand slash a sand shrew. Strike three, they colour a Nidoking in one shot, the colour of a Nidoking. Strike four. In another shot, Gyarados disappears entirely. The research is poor. <laughs> the animation is poor. Well, that,
0: let's talk about the animation. This is the first big film of Pokemon. They did loads, but this yeah. is the first one they did. They wanted, presumably, to strike out from the TV series, which, as Love It or Hate It... It's cheaply made.
1: Yes, notoriously so. Yeah. Um, uh, it's,
0: it's, what, 10 years out of date?
1: Yeah, yeah. All the time. People saying at the time, you know, why isn't Pokemon looking as good as One Piece when it came out? And right, so forth. right.
0: And yeah, this is the first film. And I don't know whether it's the, the, the DVD rip or whatever on Amazon Prime, but it looks rubbish. Mm. It's the, a lot of the cells, a, a lot of the animations are very scratchy. Yeah, it actually feels zoomed in. It doesn't look in focus. It looks like you've zoomed in. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know whether that's just the cut because I don't remember that before.
1: No, no, I completely agree. The, the 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 drawings of the Pokemon and the characters themselves in themselves are good. Like, you know, for example, I always thought they they draw, for example, Charizard. They draw him differently now, and he looks really lame. And they gave him big shiny eyes and stuff. But if you see Charizard snorting a bit of flame out of his mouth and looking at Mewtwo angrily. He, you can see all of his character in this film. Right, look, okay. He looks cool. Um, but yeah, the, but that aside, the frame rate, the the the, the kind of j- jutteriness well, of it.
0: There's no space either. So normally when you make a film version of something, you go, right, we're going to go crazy. We're going to make it all... Think of the Simpsons movie. Mm. They, every shot was wider. There was more headroom. There was more shading. Yeah. This it's really tight and it just looks like the show. There's no... When Mewtwo's destroying the lab at the beginning, there's no, like, scope. You're just seeing him. Yeah, yeah. And it's really weird. I don't understand. Yeah. How did that... How did they think that was going to be working on a big screen? No, I agree. I agree. I know it's weird. Hmm. Not to hark on again, but Transformers, the movie, looks as good as Akira. Like yeah. It's incredibly well made, as opposed to the series, which was as cheap if not cheaper but, than pokemon
1: but there's no excuse because pokemon at that point was a comp- it was it was the biggest thing in the it world it was gargantuan they were making money left right and center but you know well,
0: apparently this was now apparently this film was supposed to be the finale of the series yeah so is it possible they just used the tv animation I and mean, made yeah. it longer
1: yeah oh yeah i think i said it's probable um so
0: so cheap
1: i don't like i'm i I feel like there's. i I especially feel like there's people who know me personally are listening and are are disgusted and feel like i'm betraying um (laughs) like but, but, but but i have to say like i do really enjoy like a lot of this film and i i enjoyed it when i watched it last night and i like the entire first half of the film i lovingly um enjoyed i i got really excited when they were in the port waiting room and like there was a Kingler there and there was like all the Pokemon were popping out. It, they're just really like, it brought me a lot of joy to see them. And then it was really cool seeing the, the really good trainers who made it to the island. I really enjoyed seeing Pidgeot because I, I don't think I'd seen Pidgeot in the series up to that point. And, you know, there's loads there's, of there's cool Pokemon in it. Anyway, you know, Gyarados was really cool. He uses Hyper Beam. That was awesome. And then uh, Mewtwo does his plan and the clones beat, you know, he brings out his clone, Blastoise, Venusaur, and Charizard. Yep. And they fight these three tough trainers, Blastoise, Venusaur, and Charizard. And they get creamed by the clones. Charizard puts up a pretty Yeah, good the fight.
0: clones are harder, tougher, stronger, faster. Everything that makes the originals, they are better. Yeah. And it's really clear. The only yeah. one who puts up any fight is Charizard. Yeah. And he still gets... And he mist- still loses. Destroyed. Yeah.
1: Um, so, and then Mewtwo brings out his evil Pokeballs that can catch Pokeballs, and, you know, every, all the other, all the Pokemon get kidnapped and cloned. And this point is still awesome. They, they're like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? The Pokemon are going missing. You know, Jesse and James are down in the lab watching them get cloned. It's Pretty funny. There goes
0: Alakazam! Doogon. Doogon. Vileplume. <laughs> Sand Shrew, Nito Queen, Vaporeon. But me? I got a special place in my tail for this one.
1: Uh. Huh?
0: Uh. <coughs> Look there!
1: Uh. Uh, I don't have time for a dumb motto today! Uh. Uh. Uh.
0: Uh. Who's, Who's that Pokemon? Pokemon? It's <coughs> Pikachu! <coughs> Machine, give
1: me back
0: my ah! What's happening?
1: And then uh, the Pokemon Ash goes and gets his Pokemon back, and brings out his clones to face the. Oh, brings God. out his Pokemon to face the clones and for a final showdown. Rob turns
0: me. I had my head in my hands And Rob turned to me and went Yeah, even I think this is (laughs) Even this is a bit much
1: Even when I was (laughs) Even when I was ten It was too much Humans, you have served my purpose I am sparing your lives For the moment But you cannot escape your fate the hour of my
0: vengeance draws near
1: behold ah oh. with pokemon and humans eliminated the clone shall inherit the world
0: you can't do this i won't let you
1: <laughs> it's us. All right. Picks!
0: It is useless to challenge me. It's not gonna end like this, Mewtwo. We won't let it! Ash as a character, in the film he doesn't really do too much. He's always just doing the right thing. Yeah,
1: he's just courageous and I'm not going to take it. You're, you're a bad guy. But he does swing
0: a punch at Mewtwo. just to... go, ah, <laughs> <this, laughs> I'm going to punch you in the nose.
1: Yeah, yeah, which I think is quite, you know, admirable, really.
0: But he's the only one doing anything. Like, these are well-established characters at this point. Most of them just stand at the sidelines. Well,
1: Misty and Brock are freaking gym leaders, for God's sake. Yeah, what say. are they
0: doing? They've got good Pokemon. Jesse and James are actually sort of invested in the story. Yeah, they're not even villains. They're just good characters in this one.
1: I like, by the way, I like the point you made that um, uh, with the prophecy and the passing of the test, that Jesse and James also passed the test. Yeah, and are wor- they are
0: also worthy? They're worthy. Um, that's like the, that's like the baddie picking up Thor's hammer. Yeah. I mean, there's a plot direction. <laughs> yeah, all of the worthy trainers have been
1: caught except for us. You forgot about us, yeah. and then they and then he beat them. Arbok sludge bombs. Uh, Mute in the face and blinds him or something.
0: Um, they just shoot him. But yeah. Um, <laughs> just like, get a gun out and shoot him.
1: Spoiler alert, I'm sure everyone who's lasted up until now has seen the film. Um,
0: and if you haven't, well done.
1: Yeah, well done. So, Ash.
0: Um, <laughs> Rob's dad had to see this three times.
1: <laughs> I think he did. <laughs> uh, at least twice. Uh, anyway, Ash um, wants to stop the fighting once and for all because all of the clones and the normal Pokemon are fighting tooth for nail, one on one, and they're all battered and they're not having fun. Uh, Mewtwo and Mew are like Throwing cyballs at each other And crashing into each other And all the
0: characters at this point Like the 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 side characters The characters Are all saying Oh my god oh, It's so awful We're watching yeah. them Kill each <laughs> other Because oh. they're just like Weirdly at this point The clones seem to be equal Yeah So they're just They're just punching Sort of equal effort And they're both going oh, oh. And all the characters are, oh, oh They're ripping each other apart Pokemon aren't meant to fight
1: not like this. It's useless. What can come out of it?
0: Nothing but pain. Why can't you two understand it's not right to force Pokemon to battle this way? They're all living creatures. This just proves that fighting is wrong. Ah! I was prepared for trouble, but not for this. Make that double for me. Now I can see how horrible fighting really is. Even the best of friends will fight sometimes. I'll promise
1: never to fight again if you will. Oh, Oh, (laughs) Jesse! Huh? Huh? (laughs) (laughs) What am I doing?
0: Let's get something straight, copycat. You else ain't gonna push me out around. Yeah, meow.
1: You mean we don't have to fight with each other? But how can I trust you? You
0: was born different. Yeah, meow. I almost made a clawful mistake. Now no no, no. Now then. <laughs> Hang on a minute. What else are they for? That's all they do. What does one do in Pokemon? You fight You put them in
1: cockfights and beat them to death. You make them fight one another until one of them is literally knocked unconscious. And that is the point of Pokemon. That is the point. And if you don't have any more use for a Pokemon, and there's too many in your box,
0: you release them. Oh, sorry. no, The other thing you do with Pokemon is you catch them. How do you catch them, Rob? With
1: a pokeball. You
0: beat them to a pole oh, yeah. and then throw a pokeball at you them. You
1: beat them yeah, you beat them to an inch of their life. <laughs> if they're really strong, you
0: paralyse them. <laughs> yeah. With electricity. So the point the moral of the story that's provided to us is Pokemon aren't for fighting. Don't fight. All oh, this fighting's so bad. That's what they literally do all the time. That's what the badges are for. That's what the league is for. That is the o- the only people who don't beat creatures to death are Team Rocket, the heroes of the story, <laughs> who try and ensnare them in nets. Yeah, they keep safe, lovely
1: nets <laughs> with g- gaps in so they can breathe.
0: Yeah. Oh, that and that was the that's the breaking yeah, point. So the... at one point, Ash he's been hurt and he gets up. and He looks down. N sync start playing or whoever the hell starts. Yeah, playing. Brother, some
1: awful song. Brother, yeah.
0: And he looks over and everyone's fighting and Pikachu's fighting Pikachu clone. And Pikachu clone starts slapping Pikachu. Pikachu's refusing to fight. Pikachu clone starts trying. Yeah. Like, oh,
1: I hate doing this, but I'm still going to keep doing it. Like, uh, what?
0: Ugh. And then, yeah, so, yeah. And then, so, yeah, as you were saying.
1: Uh, Ash gets in between Muse and Mewtwo's brawl and gets sigh smashed. Floats in the air for a bit and turns to stone. Um, it's all very sad. Pikachu runs over, tries to shock him awake, and there's silence, and you're like, oh my goodness, me, this is sad. But I was reading, on I was on a Pokemon Reddit friend the other of course day. You because
0: <laughs> you're the moderator. <laughs> <I>
1: mean, <laughs> someone posted saying, oh, does anyone remember how sad this was? And I thought, no.
0: it's No. I don't know if there's a phrase for it, but it's... it's um,
1: is there a phrase for this?
0: Like, emotive porn? Emotion? Yeah,
1: it was trying so hard to- CRY!
0: Yeah, CRY, cry <laughs> YOU CHILD!
1: Yeah, like, I get I get it. It's sad, like, and I love Ash, man. I, like, unironically love Ash. I loved following him in the series. I think he's good. Um, but this just was wrong, and then the, the, there was a prophecy that they they threw in at the start. Oh, by the way, the Pokémon tears all solve the prophecy. And then <laughs> the Pokémon all start crying, the tears fly through the air, And some reason the prophecy meant that the clones in the normal Pokemon's tears would heal a guy who's been hit by Mews and Mewtwo's psychic psychic powers coming together. What? Anyway.
0: And then Mewtwo says, Oh,
1: I see the error of my ways.
0: Oh, Oh, that's it. What's his voice? Yeah, oh, human man sacrificed himself. I now see that I was wrong. You were good people, and now I must do some thinking on an
1: island with my clothes. I must fly
0: away now. We're
1: all going to fly off. We're all going
0: to fly. The human sacrificed himself to save the Pokemon. I pitted them against each other, but not until they set aside their differences did I
1: see the true power they all shared deep inside. I see now that the circumstances of one's birth are irrelevant. It is what you do with the gift of life. ...that determines who you are. And... ...this is the kicker. How are we going home? Oh, well, I'll take you home. Hey, by the way, you're not going to remember anything.
0: We're going to
1: I'm going to erase your memory. Yes. Rendering the film and the characters' journeys... Completely and utterly pointless. But
0: that means they don't remember that fighting's wrong and they can keep fighting. <laughs> they can ste- keep ruining creatures' lives. But I, I don't think they did re- remove their memories. I think they reversed time.
1: Yes, because they arrived Because back. they arrive
0: back on the the boarding, the ferry port or whatever, where the speech is happening again. Where the, they're saying, the same... oh, the storm's too bad. We can't get the ferry. It goes back in time.
1: Unless he... Go, Muta goes back and erases
0: their memories
1: back. But then... I mean, that's a lot of thinking.
0: No, he'd reverse he time. he reverse
1: time. He's a time lord.
0: he reverse time. They all... Fe- but then, the storm settles down, which means, in theory, the ferry's fine. They can carry on.
1: Well, yeah.
0: So, <laughs> it doesn't add up. The one... Okay, so one little fan thing I did like... It should have reversed air. time. It's... D- they should have reversed time <laughs> to where they were having a picnic at the beginning of the film and the pirate turns up.
1: Oh! Yeah, okay. And then what happens?
0: Well, then they just carry, they on, just as carry if, on as if they never got the invite. They never
1: got the Im- And the Red- well and truly...
0: Yeah. Yeah, okay. If you take them back to the ferry port, they're going to get on the ferry because the mm. storm's finished. They're going to go to an island, see yeah. nothing's there, from Team Rocket having a nice holiday. They
1: should take them back to the picnic and then they turn around and Mewtwo's there and he's pointing at them and he goes, stop fighting and don't do it anymore we've learned a lesson here and then he flies off but i don't know man i do the bit i did really f- uh i enjoy remember enjoying as a 10 year old was ash says um when i first started out my pokemon journey i saw a really rare pokemon and i think i just saw another one and because he just sees mew in the sky and i thought that was a really nice touch remembering back the very first episode where he sees ho-ho in the sky i thought that was very nice um But then the film ends and we reflected and, um, yeah, like considering what they could have done.
0: uh, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think there's much more to say about it. I mean, this film came out over here in 2000. Is that right?
1: Well, no, there was a movie called Pokemon the Movie 2000, which was about Lugia. Uh, which was from... Because Pro- it's listed as
0: 98, but I think he came out here later. Maybe
1: it came out later. The second movie's really good, as far as I remember. What? It's got Articuno, Zapdos and Moltres in, and then Lugia's in I'm it.
0: I'm never going to watch it.
1: I'm not going to make it, it's fine. <laughs> we don't ever have to watch that, don't worry. I'm just um, thinking,
0: this must have been a really disappointing time in everyone's lives. Because this came out just after Phantom Menace. Yeah. <laughs> All the franchises were killing themselves. Yeah
1: that's true well then it was the the rise of this was all you know Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings and all that Lord of the Rings yeah that kind of scene yeah Um, for anyone who doesn't know and wants to watch some really really good uh, Pokemon anime I would recommend Pokemon Origins which is a four part mini series which was on Netflix I don't know where it is now which centres around the character read from the games and it is loyal to the plot of the games up until well something happening but it is really good in the Japanese dub Team Rocket say bitch whoa i know uh it's quite it's quite a bit more violent there's really cool fighting in it they've got like the elite four and stuff shown uh yeah so if you want to watch if you want to like really watch a good pokemon anime it's four part series pokemon origins look it up
0: also on netflix there is a shot for shot remake of the film we've just talked about yes there is in cgi which i thought actually looked pretty good
1: i couldn't get on call it nostalgia i like and and to Maybe give a bit more happiness and niceness to this film. I like seeing Ash, Brock and Misty walking around and doing stuff together. Yeah, it's like, true.
0: The only... The problem with the remake is everyone looks like they're made of plasticine. Yeah. And everyone looks like... A, the the people don't move, right? Mm. But the Pokemon look pretty good. The Pokemon did the look Pokemon good. look as good as Detective Pikachu, which was a bit disappointing, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, Detective Pikachu <laughs> had bits where it's shone and bits where it was like, I don't know. Um, so, in summary... It's not going in the Hall of Fame. Okay, good. It's not going in the Hall of Fame. Um, it will always, like, I'll always like Pokemon. I will always like bits of this movie, but inevitably, uh, yeah, the 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 NSYNC crap. The forced, <laughs> the forced crying, the stupid, this is the lesson you must learn about fighting hypocrisy. Um, you can't deny it's really, really dumb. And
0: also, you put the, you front-loaded the film with the backstory of the villain, and then pretended the villain was a mystery. yeah. That yeah. doesn't work It doesn't work They could have Worked that in really Like When you first meet them you go I was created in a lab Yeah And we yeah. see it. Agreed Yeah But whatever Let's move along Let's Shall move we let on yeah. Adam's Film Reviews Free Guy 2021 Mondays Am I right Joe? You said it guy Yeah Don't have a good day Have a great day
1: Bud, you ever think that there's gotta be more? More than what? The stuff we do day after day. Being shot at? Run over? No. Taken
0: hostage. Everybody's down on the ground. Today's gonna be different. Hi! God, this isn't you! You don't do this, man. Maybe I do. Dude, this is scary! He's just resting. In pieces! That man is dead! He's so sleepy. Directed by Stranger Things, Sean Levy and written by Matt Lieberman and Zack Penn, Free Guy tells a story that can be favourably compared to such films as The Lego Movie, The Truman Show, The Matrix, Grand Theft Auto, They Live and less favourably with CGI's Snorfest, Ready Player One. The story will also be very familiar to anyone who has ever read Mogworld by Yahtzee Kroeshaw, as well as seven dozen similar stories written by students across the world. Starring Ryan Reynolds as the eponymous Guy, the story opens in the idyllic metropolis of Free City, where the coffee is always perfect, the routine is always joyous, and the drive-by shootings are plentiful. No, Free City isn't in real world America, it is in fact an incredibly popular video game of the GTA mode where players are encouraged to compete with massive guns, rob banks and drive through the streets with multiple police cars and helicopters trying to spin you off the road. And, for what it's worth, Guy loves it. In fact, everyone loves it. Guy, like his friends, is what's called a non-player character, or NPC, the background characters, victims or placeholders found in any video game. And no one would have it otherwise. Well, until the moment Guy lays his eyes on Molotov Girl, played by Jodie Comer anyway. See, Molotov Girl, like everyone else in the city wearing sunglasses, is what's called a player character or PC, an avatar for the real world player on the other side of their computer monitor, competing for the riches and rewards that Free City has to offer. See the moment Guy sees Molotov Girl, his world changes. The routine suddenly isn't enough, and when Chance finds him placing a pair of sunglasses on his own eyes, his world explodes. Aware of the game and of his role in it, guy sets off to find Molotov Girl and True Love, except Molotov Girl has a secret. She isn't just any player character, she is the avatar of Millie Rust, one of the developers of a game known as Free Life, whose code was stolen by the nefarious Antoine, a corporate jock played by the wonderful Taika Waititi, who runs the game development company Tsunami, and is reaping the ill-gotten profits from Free City. Millie, along with her former co-developer Keys, played by Joe Keery, is desperate to find evidence proving Antoine stole their property within the game itself. Now, With Guy discovering his world is a lie, and encouraged by Millie, he takes to playing the PCs at their own game, except playing as a good guy, capturing headlines across the world as he foils the plots and schemes of the players, all for a chance to see Millie again. But as the real-world drama unfolds, the fate of Free City and its NPCs is threatened. But will Guy survive the battle? Or is he doomed to be shut off like the world around him? Now, Free Guy is getting a lot of positive reviews across the board, and don't get me wrong, it's always a joy to see Ryan Reynolds having fun on screen. The man is a bag of charisma and can hold together a film just by being, well, just by being Ryan Reynolds. But there's something lacking in Free Guy for me. It might just be that the story, such as it is, has been told a million times. It could be the constant, overbearing, Ready Player One esque effects, which certainly don't appeal to me. But I have to admit to finding the whole thing underwhelming. But this is probably a me thing. See, as Guy starts hitting headlines, we begin to see more of the real world with actual game streamers such as. Pokemane cameoing as themselves to address what's going on in the story. Great! Except I have no idea who these people are. The only reason I can call out Pokémon is because her name was written across the screen. The soundtrack is also pumped full of pop songs that I have literally never heard of. Free Guy may be a fun premise but I have to admit I think it's aimed at a world I literally know nothing about. What I'm gingerly trying to avoid admitting is that yeah I think I might be too old for this one. Channing Tatum pops up at one point and starts dancing? I think it's a Fortnite thing but I honestly can't be sure. But where Free guy does succeed above and yes I'm saying it again, above Ready Player 1 is actually there is a story to tell. Woven in throughout the film is a love story that is absolutely solid and delivers an equal parts tragedy and joy and I found myself latching onto this because it's something I understand. In summary, then, Free Guy is probably a lot of fun, but I suspect its target audience is somewhere between the ages of 12 and 16, and definitely in a world away from my own. Also, Avengers and Star Wars references combined with shocked, gasps and awe from the characters? Come on, Disney, give us a break. Is that a Glock in your pocket? No. What? It's two Glocks. <sighs> Oh. I'm not going to be the good guy. I'm going to be the great guy. <gasps> okay. Well,
1: enjoy your lifetime supply of virginity.
0: Off <laughs> you go. Sweet, sweet. Robert. Yeah? I've got a final present for you. Oh my
1: goodness, me. It can't be better than Jane Fonda's workout.
0: (laughs) Well, we'll see. Alright. Here you go. This is the only one in any sort of actual wrapping.
1: It feels like some sort of...
0: Say what you see.
1: I think it's a onesie. It's a yellow onesie. It's not a Pikachu onesie, surely not a... That would be very, very... Strange, if you got me a Pikachu onesie on a daylight today. I don't think there's any black on it. This isn't a Pikachu onesie.
0: Are you sure?
1: It is a Pikachu <laughs> onesie! Adam's got <laughs> me a Pikachu onesie! Hey, hey. Oh my goodness me, how perfect. It's got his tail. It's got his brown stripes and his tail. Oh my goodness me. God, we can definitely join TikTok now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, man. I can't wait for winter to wear it. Wear it now. Okay. <laughs> I don't need to be told twice.
0: I assume it fits. Okay, so you can, you can live your Pokemon the first movie. You can cry over someone made of stone. you
1: know i think i've got a mental breakdown around the corner so this will be like (laughs) really really good to wear oh oh it fits oh look at that
0: that is a perfect fit oh maybe it's a bit big
1: yeah
0: your pockets no Uh, no okay (laughs) put the hood on
1: pikachu
0: oh no stop sit down oh god i've done the wrong thing again i bought him a little fox tail and now i made him a little mouse
1: you want me to be a little a <laughs> naughty little little animal boy don't you
0: there you go i love mate. it
1: man i think it's
0: awesome is this soft? Uh, it's yeah, fairly soft
1: yeah. i'm happy man i'm very very happy <laughs> i'm a very happy boy this is this has really cheered me up good cool Alright, uh, thank you so, so much, Adam. Happy my birthday.
0: I'm sorry I didn't get you a cake.
1: I think you've smashed it out of the park, mate. I can't wait to exercise to Jane Fonda. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in your Pikachu onesie. My Pikachu
1: onesie. I can't wait to play Lord <coughs> of the Rings cards.
0: Yeah. Do awesome. really, you know what the funny thing is? I, there was another gift for you. Oh. It was a brain training, memory training book. Because I know how you're dying and deteriorating yeah. in front of our eyes. Yeah. But the ironic thing is I've forgotten where it is. Wow that's amazing so there might be another present alternatively don't listen to it back and I'll give it to you for Christmas okay cool (laughs) (laughs) so well yes thank you so much for listening everyone Uh, all of you wish Robert a lovely happy birthday
1: thank you and thank you very much for indulging um, my Pokemon uh, journey
0: yeah awful if you like what you hear (laughs) uh, do follow us on Twitter and Instagram at holodellemedia Media. And do consider backing us on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Holladale Media, where we're going to have lots of new things coming soon, including some new film projects that we be coming soon. Mm, coming soon. Off the back of our multiple wins, of course.
1: Our multiple award-winning short film. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Best special effects. Best goal. Yeah, Honourable Mention. Nom- nom- nominated <laughs> for comedy. And best first time director. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, so many more to come as well. Yeah, wow.
0: we'll update you later. But do follow our social medias and you find out all about that. All right.
1: Looks like Team Rocket's blasting off again.
0: <laughs> There's another credit on Pikachu's charge account. We've got to grab it. I know we gotta grab some rare Pokémon for the boss, but it wouldn't be such a bad idea if we grabbed a little bite to eat, would it? We didn't come here to steal a meal. I'd settle for a taste of that (sighs) Pika-chow. I'm starving. I can cook something. Thanks, but the last time you cooked, you wiped out eight of my nine lives.